next month. Portrait will release their new album, At One With None, via Metal Blade Records. The Swedish heavy metal unit have been forging their own path for a decade and a half, infusing new life into a long-standing, well-established genre. Their upcoming record is another essential addition to the Portrait canon, which will please new and old heavy metal fans alike. Purchase your copy of At One With None now at metalblade.com slash portrait. Once again, Portrait's new album, At One With None. Pre-order it now at metalblade.com slash portrait. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, 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 friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I am always joined by... My name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And... I didn't like that. Mm-mm. I thought it was very professional. It wasn't professional. It was... We phoned conde- it in. It was condescending. It was condescending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, how about... Th- should I do a heartfelt one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't know how, I, how I'm going to be able to tell you this. Cry. Um, Cry. I'm choking back Force tears. That tear. Force Chor- it. Chorking back the ch- Chor- tears. He's chorking it. Chorking. Chork that, that dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sylvia, you just changed the game. We already know. Yep, there it is. We know no, what Gooch is at. There's no, choking dicks there's over no, here. There's no, there's no coming back from Sylvia laying the foundation of choking on dicks right there. I didn't yeah. see it coming. How can they follow you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and it's the Sylvia. <laughs> and make sure to follow our other co-host, <laughs> Joslyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp at uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you guys want to see her on TikTok, it is The Wizard of Jaws. It's J-O-Z. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, back on the show, guys, we have Balbareth from Ghost. We are here to celebrate and discuss the new record, Rites of Love and Reverence. It's coming out August 13th, guys. Fantastic record. But before we get into that interview, guys, and listen to a couple of tracks off the record, let's talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks news. Tell me who's insidious. Tell me who's an idiot. Tell me how to feel. It's the news. Make me feel great. Make me feel hate. All right. Yeah. First story we're gonna talk about. Oh my goodness. What? I'm sorry. I don't get to I don't get to be a rock star. Now you guys being on air radio personalities, um, did you guys buy any tickets to any show or do you plan to have any tickets in your vicinity at any show that you're going to? The latter. Okay. So yeah. you have some tickets that you got for free. Yes, <laughs> because you are radio personalities, which perk. is a perk, That's which a is perk. a perk. You're right. Okay. I have bought four pairs of tickets, um, and I had to check this week to see if any of those coincided with the next story, which is like, is this a Live Nation artist? One of my, uh, one of my tickets, which is Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel, was yeah. a Live Nation artist. Was? Yeah, or is. Okay. Is. I did text the person that I bought the ticket for his birthday, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, man. Livation has some new rules, and the new rules is if you guys haven't heard, and this is a leaked document. It you need you need to uh, require proof of a vaccination or a negative COVID test for entry. So I told my friend that I'm like, hey, your birthday present. Just so you know, he's an unvaccinated person, mm-hmm. and he was very much like, well, I'm not going. Ah, so 
But not even to take a COVID test? No. It's, it, there's, there's mm-hmm. a, uh, for him, very smart individual, I have nothing bad to say. Sure. There is a, a moral dilemma with forcing them to do something like this to partake in this action. Now, okay, for fans out there that don't know, us on this program, we are all vaccinated. We got it right away. We talk about it all the week. I've got no issue showing anybody my vaccination card. Mm-hmm. I still wear a mask because it's just like I care about fellow man. I don't want to get anybody sick because I know I can still get sick of them vaccinated. Correct? Yes. So all that, that's, that's my thing. But I've never, ever, ever felt like I should pressure or tell anybody what to do. Your, your body, your choice, whatever. What are your thoughts on if Live Nation says, hey, you have to show me a vaccine or a negative COVID test to enter a concert? Brandon, you That's first. That's tricky. Mm, it's tricky. I'm with you. It's just, look. Because what, what's the right answer? That's what I'm you're saying. Gonna, you're going to actually, like, you're going to piss people off mm-hmm. or people are going to be happy with you. Well, and the thing is with Live Nation, it's like you are very blatantly, this is, there's, there's two sides of this story. It's like, you know, you're going to have people that are going to go, hey, look, it's their company. Yeah. They're going to run it the way they want to run it. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're big into free market and you're big into capitalism and somebody doesn't want you attending their event, hey, you know what? you mm-hmm. got to suck that up. But at the same time, the idea of forcing people to do stuff in this day and age and just in every day and age, what am I talking about? Anytime you try and force somebody to do something that they don't want to do, it's going to make them dig their heels in more. And then more people are going to be on the outside and want to stick up for them. Now, I'm vaccinated Mm -hmm. and I'm over here like, bro, you got to let them do what they're going to do or else this is going to morph into a much bigger problem. To to piggyback on what he says, I feel like people have to do their own research. They have to do their own thought process. They have to look at their own medical records and all that stuff and then decide by themselves. I am a big proponent. If you push and keep telling people to do something, they're going to rebel. Because as it's a like kid, reverse psychology, right? Yeah, I, I would do that. No, don't tell me what to fucking do. Yeah. And it's like there, there's like a stubbornness to mm-hmm. people who want to be individuals. And if you're a fan of live music and, and Live Nation says this. Now, my other tickets are from Access. So A-X-S, I didn't see anything yeah. from Access. Like Psycho Vegas is Access, which, by the way, um, I'm going to. Obviously, I'm super excited about it. I talked about it in many interviews. But all the bands from Europe... <laughs> That I was super excited to see yep. with Tane, Satyricon, Mayhem, mm-hmm. Emperor canceled. Of so course. I am, I am, that's, that was Friday night and I'm like, damn, <laughs> I re- like Emperor was the band yeah. that I will, I threw the $400 down to fucking see. It's just for like the COVID precautions, yeah, they, right? They're rescheduled yeah. till 20, 2022. So it's not a big deal. But my point is like, I'll go next year. I, I go every year, but my point is I'm like, Damn. So it's affected that show as well. But access is not stated, although I'll have my vaccine card and wear my mask and do my proper stuff that that you have to be some sort of protocol like that. Now, um, live- but it, it, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world just to get a covid test. Well, a test, but I think... A what, test, yeah. I'm not talking about yeah, vaccines. A I'm, test, it's like, you know, if you're going to try and get meet people to meet you halfway, then fine. All right, you don't want to get the vaccine. I uh, get it. You're afraid of it. But if you want to go out there and do the test, it's like, look, man, if the, you have to obey by the company's laws. And like, for example, um, it's funny because these are the same people. And, it, 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 you know, because let's just, if we are going to kind of generalize okay mm-hmm. yeah and i i hate doing this but if we're going to generalize 
These are kind of the right, the red state people mm-hmm. that are like, don't you dare tell me to vaccinate my body, my choice. I get it. Well, right? there are statistics that show, uh, I think a third of the cases are currently, the new cases are in Florida and Texas, just two, two out of the 50 states. The majority of the cases are coming out of those places. But keep in mind, the population of those places are very, very high as well. Those are, those are big populations, but... Just like as you generalize, those are red states. But my thing is, though, is like you have these people going, my body, my choice, but then they're going to slam somebody for wanting wanting to get an abortion. Or let's just say I've seen this happen where where somebody will yell at an establishment for like, let's just say, you know, the word racism gets thrown around very cavalier. But it's like, you know, you'll you'll hear somebody say, I don't want. Um, you wearing baggy pants into mm-hmm. my clothes and you'll see these guys go, well, that's the place. That's just what they want. That's mm-hmm. how it is. But now it's like, it's on them. Now, it's now on they're them. offended. Now. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so it doesn't matter when it doesn't affect them. And that's what I'm trying to say is it's like, you got to let people do what they want to do. And it's like, you got to let the companies be who they want to be. And you also got to let the people do what they want to do. If you were access, it would behoove, behoove you to do exact the exact opposite of what Live Nation is doing, because you are just going to receive a wave of people that are going to want to go to shows and mm-hmm. they're going to want to be included. And if uh, Live Nation is doing this, unfortunately, I don't want to see anything bad happen to that company because they employ thousands of people. But it's like, look, man, like this is this is the game you're playing. You're if, the one. You're the one that's cutting yourself off at the knees. If you're not ready, again, if you're not ready to, if you whatever dilemma it is, morally, whatever, if you're not ready to bring back live concerts to people, you know, then don't bring back live concerts. Just to keep people. it. Just, just keep, keep it at the live stream. Keep it at your live streams, and that's it. If you're not at, the, if if you as a company is like, look, this is the case, you know, and we're gonna divide people from seeing a band or an audience or anything like that. Although their stance to me, and I, I'm sure a lot of people is like, oh, it's correct. People should get vaccinated. I get that. I'm not saying your stance is incorrect, but the bottom line is that you are only a, a face for the ticket selling market to the public. And if you're not welcoming all of the public, then don't start selling tickets. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to either stick with your guns and be like, we're not opening until we can let everybody in. But when you separate people, I don't know, man, I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't like, I, I personally don't like it. I do think again, everybody should really do their research, get vaccinated and that will help things go along faster. I do believe that. But my until actions, then my actions match my word. Exactly. Yeah. But until then, if they're skeptical and they don't want to, I'm not going to make them feel like there's something wrong with them. And I'm not going to want to, disclude them from society. They're still part of America. Well, this is what I don't... They're still part of our country. They're still part of our team, no matter what. This is what I don't like. Um, You have people that are not intelligent. You have like a bunch of these millennials and stuff like that and and these Gen Zs and whatnot. No, that's not... not, I'm a millennial. I'm just saying, but you have have a lot of younger (laughs) people out there that are going like... You know, they think they they know something. I'm like, well, you're living at your parents' garage. But there's, you know, what I mean, and you're only they're saying, not going to get sick. They no, but what I'm yeah. saying, you're, statistically, you're right. Younger but, people are selfish, and convenience brings ignorance. But it's a yeah. convenient. That's what I'm saying. Right but now. it's like, but the thing yeah. is, though, is you have these people that really have nothing going on. They don't have an education. They don't have anything. And meanwhile, they're just going vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And then you have another group of people, same thing, no education, nothing really going for them, and they're like, no vaccine. Yeah. I don't know who sounds dumber when somebody tries to defend their side because i've heard so many insane arguments on both sides Mm -hmm. our country i'll just 
stick with this. Our country is lucky enough to have vaccines available to everybody here. There's a lot of countries that still can't even get it or it's such a limited quality. Or there was a, We're lucky enough that the 350 million people that live in America can get these things done. And obviously, we're not talking about kids. We know what we're talking about. My point is, is that we're lucky enough to be a country that can easily take that step. You know, we're unlucky enough to have a country run by media for profit that will use misinformation for dollar bills Mm -hmm. and do such things like that. So um, you as an individual have to just be comfortable with it. Would you ever stick something in someone else's arm and say, fuck you, take it? No, that's not our country. If we don't want that ever to happen, then we have to somehow convince people in a positive way that, hey, you're helping out everyone. The youth is selfish. No, we, I think that's you know, that's the um, that's a problem. Is that, that is a problem. people are we're trying to get point. yeah we're we're trying to get people to see our point of view or the other person's point of view, mm-hmm. but it's done, you know. It's the immature. It's, it, the pa- it's immature. It's mean. It's stubborn. It's selfish. No one is going to react to that. No. No it's, one's going to be like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. I understand you're calling me a dumbass. Right. So I'm going to follow what you're saying. And that's the thing. It you're, doesn't go though. It doesn't work that you're way. You're bullying people into yeah. doing what you want. And it that, that doesn't work. It does not work, especially on a group of people. You might be able to bully one person. Maybe. You're not going to be able to bully a whole nation of people. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, because I they're going to, they're going to find strength in numbers. But here's the thing is that why would you ever be willing to bully someone if you don't know their medical history or conditions? Because it's, it's, like, it's, it's on trend. It's, it's easy. easy. It's, yeah. it's trendy. Like yeah. it is trendy and it is the right <laughs> thing to do, but like, and you can get their reactions posted on Twitter. Well, there you go. Because it totally, becomes like, viral. The vaccine might not hurt us in the room. Yeah. You know, but it, you know, if someone's like, I have this thing and I don't want to, then man, they should be able to go see Judas Priest. You know, mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> they should well, be able to go see Guns and Roses. And Take the where, negative test. It's and fine. That's where I and think, I do think that compromise is fair. It, yeah, exactly. That's where I think where they can meet in the middle. Hey, if you don't want to get the vaccine, you know, go take a COVID test and it takes like five seconds. You know, you know what, but that's another thing is that fake vaccine cards are huge right now. Fake COVID (laughs) tests are huge right now. You know, we're employing people to check these things. This is just a checks and balances for maybe live nation in general. But like, my point is, is that like people, this push is getting people to go buy fake vaccine cards and come hang out with us, you know? Right. right. And then someone could actually be sick. Which defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. You know? So it's like, dude, if we're not ready, that's what I hate. I hate the open, close, open, close, open, close. It's like, dude, we shouldn't do shit until we're ready. And a lot of people are like, no, that's going to hurt us forever financially. Well, but honestly though, see, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I think at this point, the vaccine is out there. Choice. If you, if yeah. It's a choice. I'm the vaccine you. is out there and it's up to you. If you want to get it or not, if you do not want to get it, you should not be ostracized from society. And that's what we're doing right now. And I am sorry. Pete hates it when I doomsay, <laughs> but this is when people start freaking out. This is when real shit starts happening. And this is how people start getting hurt because you are scaring people. You are scaring them with your power. And that's just going to push people to revolt. Yeah. And that's, and that's it. And that, that's the whole thing is I, I believe in the individual. I believe that everybody can make their own decisions and that with civil discussion, people can lead towards your decision if it's the right decision or the wrong decision. You know, see, obviously I, I want people to be vaccinated. Obviously I want things to go back to normal. I think that the, a large majority of us feel like that's the thing to do, 
But again, I'm never going to tell someone. I don't believe, yeah. you know, I never believe in the individual. I have, <laughs> I really don't, but I also don't believe in, but I also don't believe in the group either. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in humans. Like, I don't, he's like, I just don't, believe. I don't, I don't believe if, if I don't believe in homo sapiens at all, just because we're just so easily mis- misled. And in this day and age, it's super easy to have an earworm hit, you know, burrow yeah. into someone's brain, mm-hmm. lay an egg. And yeah. it's just impossible to get it out of their head. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Again, pushing them to do something that they don't want, something that they believe is evil or it's going to make them sick or make things worse. We can't do it. But at the same time, we can't shut down. This country is no, built on money. No, I'm, I'm not oh, saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying shut down. I'm talking about we have to get these concerts going. We have to get sporting events going. We can't give people too much time on their hands because they will find a way to get. Thanks to the Internet, they will find a way to unite and they will find a way to form some kind of a, a cause or whatever. Yeah. And whenever that happens, you don't know if it's going to be for the good or the bad. I don't want to shut down, but I don't want if football is going to start up in a, a month here in, in America and people are going to pack the stadiums, you know, I don't want a certain like, for example, I don't see the point of everybody having to if one company's like you got a vaccine and, and do this. If it's a, a blanket statement from everybody across the land, I'm good. I just don't see why one person would be like, all right, I'm going to single people out. But again, man, it's it's it is a it's always been a tough conversation. You know what what what, yeah. what we're dealing with, and everybody knows that. One band moving on to the next story that has flat out said, Madball Hardcore band from New York, they flat out said that they will not uh, play any shows if it's uh, in that state or venue if they require proof of vaccine. That's Madball, uh, New York Hardcore band. Obviously, you know people know who they are, but um, they take the opposite stance to be like, hey, if you're going to do this, then we're not going to play in your venue or show. New York City, where they're from, is clearly going to take that that run, and they're saying they got one last show to play before that demand comes in. What do you guys think about bands that refuse to play venues or anywhere that I think that I think it goes back to choices. Yeah, I think it goes back to choices, but I also think that band is is a band of the people, and they want to let everybody know I don't care what your choice is. I just want to entertain you. If we, if, if they're going to no, go I'm out, saying like, it goes back to choices as far as like, if they want to play or not. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's, it's if I want to play or not, but then again, you know, you, this is the competition. All right, fine. And this is the problem with New York. You see New York, when a city does this, that's when I get kind of scared. Mm-hmm. That's really when I'm like, wow, this is a little, this is sketchy. I do not like this because now the government is getting way too much power. That is scary. I don't like that. But at the same time, if this is the band and they're going, all right, well, we're not going to play in this, then hardball, madball, then you know what, madball, then it's time to move to Florida. Then it's time to move to Arkansas or something, (laughs) because for the time being anyway, you know what I mean? It's like for the time being, it's probably best for you to do that because your city is giving up on you. I I feel I, I see your point, but I think that, no, I think there's a there's a voice of everybody in every city. And madball is is that's their city. You got to believe in your city. Your city's not always going to go on the same page with you, but eventually, you know, that's where you're from. I know that's I, where I, you're I mean, from. You, you can't change that. But it's when so they, hard to say like you can change it, but no, it, it's not. It's very difficult. You know, I mean, you can't change where you're from, but you can change where you're going. And my thing is, it's like and the people the, are going to go like New York. They're right. going to go to Arkansas. Yeah, and you're still going to taps. What I'm saying I don't think is, you have to transition from New York to Arkansas. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Florida, okay. Well, if there's, I don't know. well, maybe maybe <laughs> it's, a he, it's a different life. Maybe well, maybe yeah. if he goes to you know Louisiana and, and gets into that you know Nola scene, 
maybe something like that. But all I'm saying is, is like when your city has given up on you the way New York has, it's like, and they're, and you know, and they're like, well, we're doing this for your own good. It's like, no, that's not mm-hmm. for your own good. You're creating mass hysteria and there is going to be major problems. I just think the government is completely overstepping its bounds right here. And this is bad. This is bad. I also don't like how all these other states are going, hey, don't go to Vegas. Well, guess what? If they're not going to wear your mask, if they're not going to, if they don't want to wear your mask and if they don't want to get your vaccination, what the fuck is going to stop them from coming here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why are you even saying that? Yeah, we're a tough, we're a tough city, man. We had a huge, huge spike when we had the Garth Brooks concert and the UFC event yep. with Donald Trump out here. Huge, right? And both those events were highly anti-maskers. And then all of a sudden we got a huge spike, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that, that our city is going to have huge spikes when we have events that cater to a certain crowd and then nothing's going to happen. We have events catering to another certain crowd and that's what our city is. It's kind of like that melting pot of come on down, whoever, we don't care. Mm -hmm. We accept you all. But, um, we, we, that's, that's not going to work in our favor either. It's probably better to be in a city like New York where it's like, this is our rules. You know, it's probably better to be in in an environment where it's like, Hey, you either got to conform so we can get back to normal. This is what's best for our city to keep the economy going. Then, oh, well, we'll just throw the next uh, 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 huge UFC event or huge country event and get a spike and then shut yeah. everything down for a week. And well, then, I also like, believe we're, we're, we're in a bubble where we're catering to everything. I also believe but, when you're a state like New York and California, you know, they are very, uh, I would say they're, it's a different, it's different because there is a lot of government power over there. So their people have already been, you know, brainwashed and and not brainwashed, but those people have already become used to it. A lot of influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've already, they've already just like, all right, well, whatever, this is how things are, you Mm -hmm. know, unless you're going to fight it, but there's a pride to be a New Yorker. There's a pride. There's a pride to be where you're from. And, and, and so it's like, there's a pride wherever you're from. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, I do feel like I see what your point is, but, um, you know, the I, two cities you just mentioned are the economies like California is the fourth biggest economy in the world. Yeah. And New York's right behind there. Yeah, like we're talking mm-hmm. about cities that are made of money, you know, that have to and, and keep they, that money train ready running for America. You know, yeah, yeah, but you're also talking about cities that are made of money. And guess where guess where that money goes? Not to the citizens. And that's the problem. Mm, well, yeah, but we need to keep that economy going or it's going to affect all of us. Look, it's, I it's, want it's the a economy tricky to thing. Go. So them doing the push to be like, we're not shutting down again or you need to get vaccine. I get it. Look, I do. Yeah. As much as I, I as much you as know, I you, wish you I do could, have less freedoms in major metropolises than you do yes, in Arkansas. I, it's I, a fact. And mm-hmm. I think, okay. In this country. And I honestly think, I mean, and I just think that that right there is pushing people like, you know, if you're from California and you're seeing what's going on in your in your state and New York, and you're seeing what's going on in your state, uh, it is pushing people out. I mean, there was a mass exodus of California. Mass. Well, you know, there's whatever reason that may be, and there's some truth to what you're saying. I'm sure there's statistics to back it. We're seeing it here in Las Vegas, obviously, that we're getting an insane amount of people moving here from California. But the... (laughs) I don't have any bad thing to say about either place. Um, I, I love, I've been so many times to both and I love them both, but the, the bottom line is that I see your viewpoint on what you're saying, but those economies run so important. Yeah. Like that you can't, you can't hesitate to closing New York is big for America. Closing California is huge for America. Closing Texas or Florida is huge for America. So it's like these hot spots that have, and we just mentioned four states out of 50 that are 
major, major things, but they, two of them have completely two different views and they're both running their own way. And it's, it's working out for both of them each way. And that's, what's great about America. Florida and Texas have one way they're running things. Mm -hmm. New York and California have a different way they're running things. And it's working out both ways. I just hate... Nobody's going to change. Texas ain't going to change. What I really hate is there are bands out there that have the same exact viewpoint that the three of us have. Mm -hmm. And they are going to have to make a fucking decision when they're like, I didn't want to be put in this position. I just want to play music. And you are making me alienate. Yeah. Like uh, you were ma- making me alienate potentially half my fan base. And it, it, and, yeah. And it, it, uh, it goes back onto the bands. Like the example yeah. that I can think of is Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Do you think the Foo Fighters wanted to say that? Fuck no. They no. didn't want to say that. Fuck no. They didn't want to be like, oh, you know, you, you know, but it's like, but well, it's, they have power though. But they if do a, have power. If a band has power, they can alienate some people. Right. Right. No, but at the same time, they've been cooped up, you know, for a year. They mm-hmm. want to play. I'm, right. I, I get it. So they're like, well, you know, fuck it, uh, I guess. And then on but top I just want to entertain. And then I want to know what kind of lawsuits are going to come about if somebody catches COVID at the thing. It's like, we have to know these things. Yeah. And this is, and that's, that's why it's, and I really do think that's one of the big reasons. I don't think it's all about saving lives. I think it's more about lawsuits and getting sued and extra, you know I mean? That's what makes me sick. It's like, you're over here talking. I'm like, oh, we're just trying to do the good thing. No, you're just afraid of some... Uh, there's some other sad sack of shit going, oh, I got COVID at your event. Well, you didn't get vaccinated. How dare you put that poison in me? And it's like, well, then you can't now we're win. at a standstill, yeah. you know? All right. So this is definitely a conversation I'm sure we're going to have again as, <laughs> oh, no. as time goes on. And it's just going to keep going. Again, uh, it's what like... Do you guys, let's, let's go. We talked about a little while ago, I want to say three months ago, if you guys thought that concert, we, when we thought concert would start up, right? And the fall was kind of like our, okay, we're going to go back to normal fall. Now there's all these complications going on with the fall concert series. Obviously, people are booking the shows and all that. All that's going on. But what are your guys' thoughts on the future of all these concerts that have been booked on the fall? Do you think they're going to start canceling them? Or do you think that we're just going to have to deal with the noise and go? Uh, I... It, I can't, you know, again, I think I'm ju- going to be a pessimistic... A pessimist for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the ones... I think we might see some cancellations. Well, we're going to see some for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be mass cancellations. But I, yeah, we're going to start seeing like, oh, so and so got canceled be, because the band's getting COVID, or cancellations because of the environment. The environment again, cancellations because you're forcing them to make that decision that they don't want to make. I, I was going to say a, both. Yeah, okay. because you know we were already seeing. I think uh, someone in Fallout Boy. Uh, I don't know if the band or like their you know their people. Some there was a COVID case. Um, and then they're on tour know, with Green Day and Weezer right? for the Hell Omega yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Foo Fighters, another one that mm-hmm. comes to mind, you know, there was a COVID case and they had to cancel a few shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are we doing this a little too early? Um, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe we're doing it early. I don't think we did it early enough. I think, um, I think once the vaccine kind of came out, you know, I, again, I'm not saying I don't. I, I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, it's this 100% effective, and I, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Well, if you believe, if someone believes that, that's you know, that's really stupid. It's not a cure. That's no, not the point. But <laughs> when you have the option to get it to join, rejoin normal life and stuff like that, and if you buck against it, and then you get sick, and you get other people sick, there is a, there is a sense of individual responsibility. Is what you're saying? Yes, correct? yes. There's a so sense of we indi- shouldn't be held up to those individuals who aren't responsible. That's what I'm at. But we are because it's a virus. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they can get us sick and we can get people we love sick. That's right. the problem that we're running into. 
I feel like I, I, I'm, I am going to be optimistic here. I definitely feel that I will probably be wearing masks at shows. Bands will cancel like as many did at Psycho Vegas. I mean, dude, those are some big bands that canceled for me. You know, I love Down. Can't wait to see Down. Can't wait to see Danzig. Can't wait to see Flaming Lips. But that's not what I'm paying the huge ticket price for. Mm -hmm. You know, can't wait to see all the whole... I mean, we can go down the 70 bands there. High on Fire, Boy Sets Fire, whatever. You know, uh, love all these bands. I'm really excited about it. But like Emperor and all those bands. So I think I'm going to see cancellations. I don't expect the the full bands that are on the list to come through. And I, and on any minute I can, I know that those shows will be canceled, but I don't think we're going backwards. I think I don't think we're going back shows, all these sporting events. We're going forward. Mm -hmm. I think we're going forward. I I don't think there's anything that's going to stop. I just don't want the, I just don't like the parameters again, telling people, look at this point, we have to look at it and go, we can't, what, what, there's got to be some kind of adjustment. Well, that's what I'm but... getting at. It's like, it's like, how do you, how do you, what, what's your solution? And if somebody just does not want to comply, what is your solution? Like, what is your solution? And then eventually you start talking around and people are like, well, fucking let them die. Fuck them. You know what I mean? And are, you know, who cares? And it's like, no, but it's not them. It's I know. Us. I know. That's, that's the trick. It's like, we can't let them do anything because their behavior is going to affect mm-hmm. us in the long run. You're right. We can't, and, and as crazy as that sounds, to be like, well, the physical health is more important than the mental health. This is where now the conversation gets tough because mm-hmm. when the mental health goes and they can't participate anymore in society because of what we're putting everybody through and everybody's got jobs, everybody's working from home, everybody's trying to do these things. And a lot of people don't have jobs. Mental health of America is, it, it, I mean, you're almost lying to yourself. Right yeah. now, if you're like, I'm stoked and I'm happy about everything, you are not. Right. We're universally kind of on edge. We're we're all confused. And 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 that's what that's what I feel like at this point, I'm kind of pushing for the mental health side to be like, you know what? Do the right thing, wear your masks, you do it for yourself, mm-hmm. you do it for your community. But I'll never tell you to do it. If you don't feel you should, there's really nothing I can do. There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do, man. And uh if you want to have a conversation with me when you have a mask on. And you're talking to me, I'm all about it. I'm here to help. So with yeah. that, oof, tough one. I tough know. One. What a bummer. I knew I knew it. I knew it going in, yeah. guys. Uh, but you know but what? guys, guys, positive here. I'm gonna be positive. Oh, do say I'm what? positive. Wait, well, what? Hold on a Go second. On. Guys, here's here I'm coming in with positivity. Ready? Yeah. At least we didn't talk about rape. Well. That's true. I don't. I, I, I do believe there. It's was our no, most hated topic, but it comes no up. Rape stories. Uh, People so get mad at me much. all the time when we talk about rape. We don't talk about rape right. How do you talk about rape right? <laughs> right? Like, you should it. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you would hope it doesn't happen. We talk about rape. It's like some. I get an email. I'm like, you guys are. Oh fuck, man. I thought. Well, again, I thought, you know, I, Sylvia, you're good about it. Jocelyn is actually the one that gets the most. Rape hate talk. Emails. Really? Yeah. What? I don't know what she says. I don't know. She upsets the people the most with the rape talk. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, funny that we went on that topic, but uh, um, <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> Brandon's, Brandon's positive talk turned into negative talk. No, see, that's <laughs> the thing. I come positive, and Pete comes along. He's like, hold on a second. Uh uh uh. I'm going to doomsay. You want me to be negative, guys? No. We'll jump into this last story real quick. Here's yeah. my negative talk for the week. Did hmm. you guys hear the new Guns N' Roses song, Absurd? That's negative. Yeah. yeah. Didn't feel that oh, at all. No. Boy. You know what? Wow. I, I did mm-hmm. for a second. For a second? I was like, you know what? And I'm then not, it went on loop, like yeah. St. Anger? Yeah. I was like, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. I'm not going to download it, but it's a right. 
And then it started to like overwhelm me and my anxiety got really bad. Yeah. I mean, Axl Rose's <laughs> vocals were like, I don't know. Well, they were auto They like, were yeah. auto-tuned. They had like some kind of phone filter on it. It, 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 yeah. it just sounded it, it sounded, dumb. it sounded chaotic. It yeah. sounded like. There was no it direction. Was a, it was trying too hard. Yeah. To be like, to you be know, young. hardcore. Yeah, yeah. To be hard, you know, hardcore. As of, as of right now, it's just more proof that uh, Guns N' Roses is, is next album is going to be a little bit tough. I, and it's weird because like I think Slashes, it's, you know, yeah, slash, they're back together. Yeah, clearly they had nothing to do. I, I, they couldn't have had nothing to do with that. That was an older song they said from the Chinese democracy era. But man, I really oh, hope they was scrap it? all that shit. And be like, yo, Axel, we're writing new shit. <laughs> was Axel like, hey, that. dude, I got a bunch of songs from that album. Well, this is one thing, too. It. Probably does. The, uh, use it? the single was only, <laughs> the single was only, what, three minutes? Three, it was like three minutes and 20 seconds. See, I don't like that. It's like when I think Guns N' Roses, I like a good, I, I like a good five, six minute but song. Here's a, there's a here's couple a, hits, though, like, like, like Garden of Eden is a, is a great punk rock Guns N' Roses song, you know, from the Use of the Illusion area. And this one, I feel like they're going for that, but it, it was. Uh, uh, it was a miss. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think. Absolutely. But I think because it's been so long. When was Chinese Democracy? 2008, 2009? It's almost been, dude, I can't believe that's been like 13 years. It has right? been. Jesus. I remember when that came out, running to Best Buy and buying the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I did see a Guns N' Roses fan who I, I'm friends with on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's stoked about the the new song. He likes it. Yeah, he likes okay. it. He bought tickets for the, the show that's coming to Allegiant Stadium and all that. So I know there's people who like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, one it's person, not I, I know I can't say it, but I, I'm just I'm, from our opinion. Again, it, everything's subjective. I was really underwhelmed with that song, dude. It would, we again, talked about the Iron Maiden song last time. And we're that like, was it's fine. Great. It's it, fucking Iron Maiden. It's Iron cool. Maiden stuck to what they knew. But this isn't to me. This isn't Guns N' Roses. I don't, know, Roses. I don't know what they were trying to go for. Okay, to be honest, put, put a voice effect on Bruce Dickinson and then and then go ahead and play a song and then ask us what we think about it. That's not Iron Maiden. Yeah. Iron Maiden doesn't do that. Bruce Dickinson goes out there and does Bruce Dickinson. Whenever I see, whenever I see Axl Rose go out there and do this, and he's putting effects on his voice, I don't need. Do that. you think he's doing that because he's losing his yes. voice, or like that? The I think, I think it's, I think he's doing it. I think it's doing it partially because of that, but I also think you know you hear certain things that are that some of these newer producers are putting into their music, and it sounds good when you do it with certain other bands, and yeah. then he's like, well, let's just add this to my music, and. To his own ears, he's like, eh, I probably didn't sound so bad. But unfortunately, <laughs> Axel, you're also 50-something years old. It seems like that track would be harder for him to sing live than any normal Guns N' Roses Well, Because it's would, like very like yeah. fast. Well, he would just, he yeah. would just put a bullhorn into a megaphone. I mean, he would just no, put no, a megaphone I, I think, into a microphone. I think what and Pete's referring to is just like the, the air capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel like that'd be... Anyways, well, there you go. There was my negative comment. A lot to unpack this week before we hmm. get into our interview. Interview's fun. Can't wait. Hmm. Always always love it, guys. Yeah. So with that, man, uh, lots to unpack. Like I said, discussion. We don't know shit. I always, tell, I always segue to that. But like, this is what happens when people come together and just talk and you know, want everybody to be on the same page and kind to one another because what I see every day in this world is kindness. And I think Brandon doesn't believe in humanity. I believe I in believe humanity. in you humanity. Be, you believe the children are their future. I, I believe the children might be the future. I believe they have to be, <laughs> might be. They I, have to be. I believe I in think humanity. They, are. they gotta be. I believe <laughs> in humanity. But the thing is, though, is that it's such a blurred thing. You know what I mean? And it depends on who's preaching humanity. Because yeah. both can be evil. You know what yeah. I mean? It just depends on who's preaching it. Well, 
and both have a good point. Like yeah. the bad guy and the good boy. It's like, well, if I was looking at things from that perspective, maybe their idea of humanity would work. Yeah, but yeah. You, you preach it to somebody else and their idea of humanity is like the exact opposite. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Hey, we're, we're allowed. That, that is the great thing about being an individual. You're allowed your own belief system and you're, out, you're allowed whatever thought process you can have to make yourself happy. I don't believe in socialism. Oh, Let me just come not, right out and say that. <laughs> I don't believe in, yeah. Capitalism, right. is, capitalism is the least worst. It's the least worst, the yes. Least worst. Do I, do I, yeah, that, yeah. Let's just put it that way. I am not like one of these capitalists because, oh my God, it's so gross. But mm-hmm. there are things that are we way all, more gross. We all dream of ethical capitalism, mm-hmm. although we do not live in it. Mm-hmm. I understand. Thank you. Okay, ethical capitalism sounds great on paper. Look, we're not living in any kind of ethical type no. of society right now when it comes to greed and money but with that enough <laughs> enough guys i know People are i'm sick tired. of it tired let's jump into my interview with balbareth from ghost so last time last time you were on the show i don't know if you remember because i know you do a ton of interviews but we created a um movie a slash yeah, movie you remember I re- I remember, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So this time around, you know we got to do it again. But first <laughs> off, everybody out there, let me introduce you. <laughs> we got Ghost back on the show, Balbaroth. And we are here to celebrate the new album, Rights of Love and Reverence. It is coming out August 13th. Now, first question, let's make it about the album before we get into, you know, making up movies and stuff. But uh, okay. the theme behind this record is a lot to do with witchcraft. Tell me about that inspiration and kind of where that all started with you. Um, I was just, uh, I started writing this record while, um, you know, our political system started to fall the fuck apart. Mm. And everybody was, you know, crucifying each other over, you know, weird shit, man. Started to get kind of, kind of creepy there with, racism and you know sexism and stuff kind of started rearing its ugly head like more than i've noticed i guess in my life and uh so it just kind of really tied in with how i was feeling and you know witchcraft is all about oppression and or throughout the ages it's been people have been oppressed in the name of witchcraft and murdered and hung and all the horrible things so i thought it just ran really well with uh, current events and how it was how I was feeling about the current events. Dude, makes total sense. I think we all relate to that. I do feel, um, and this is a fun, to- this is a good topic to talk about. I do feel media for profit, um, which is what we're about. It, you have to sell, right? And there's, right. there's nothing easier to sell than a lot of the things we're talking about. Young versus old, black versus white, you know, man versus woman. It's It's an easy sell. And so it seems to me, at least from growing up, is that we took a lot of steps back in the last five or six years and are almost starting over, you know, as a, as a, as a culture to trust each other again. Did, did you feel that same frustration? Absolutely, dude. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It is like a fresh start in a lot of ways. Every, everything is... Uh, changing on both sides of the aisle and extremes right now. So, uh, yeah, I definitely felt that it's, uh, I don't know. It's super frustrating, you know? Um, I don't see how, why it's so hard to just be a fucking good person, but, uh, people seem to really struggle with that. Yeah, man. And, and, and the, 
you know, and then you kind of break, like I've broken it down in my mind to think of like what's changed, you know, over the years, maybe negatively for like upbringings and things like that. And people always go towards the internet. And I never, I never felt the internet was that much of a change. Uh, I could be wrong. I know people out there like, dude, it's all social media. I don't, I don't feel that it's really all that. I think there's a lot more to it, um, with our mindsets, but, uh, like, for example, for me, something I, I, I researched and looked into, I saw that there's a lot more broken homes than there used to be, things like that. And I do feel like that might have a factor in, in, in anger and and kind of uh, letting out on people and things like that. So did you do any kind of research to see that maybe there was something that we weren't looking at that could be affecting the the mindset of society? Um, uh, I didn't do any research mm. in particular. I do, like, I, I love, you know... Um, civics and things like that and the way we interact with each other and and depending on how you know natural resources are and how the climate is and it all affects everything um so i didn't do any like research in particular but i do pay attention to um you know social activities throughout the world and as as a world traveler i get to see you know how real people really are and it's strange i will say about what you were saying about the internet i think the only negative thing that i could say is that it's just given people that faceless voice you know no consequence to say whatever you want and uh i think it's giving us a well it started to give us a bit of a detach from our humanity and the common ground that we do have with one another you know because you don't go next door to your neighbor and start yelling about fucking politics Mm -hmm. you just you just agree or disagree agree to disagree and you know coexist so uh, yeah, no, no research in particular, but it's always there. It's always on in the back of my mind. Yeah, man. And to me, it's, I've always seen it as two separate worlds and I know maybe just other generations don't because I grew up without the internet. I think we're about the same age, so you may have experienced it as well. So I've always seen it as two completely separate worlds and at my digital imprint and my real life are, they don't coincide in any way, shape or form, you know? Um, exactly. and, uh, knowing that about every human out there you know, the reality that they choose, I, I respect that. But I, I do feel like you're right that the, the anger, having a place to yell used to be a void. And now it's, it's reaching people and reacting, you know, people are reacting and anger is always most of the time, uh, done through a form, not all the time. I can't say this. Obviously we're just talking people. It's just conjecture. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, uh, a lot of time, a lot of time anger, comes from a place that's not intelligent you know it's an emotion right so right. if like uh, great example jerry seinfeld joke um if you have any drunk friends they either love you or they hate you there's no in between they're either like i love you man or they hate you right and yeah. and and so um to take that and use that as a form of who's communicating on the internet you have to be understanding of like we're almost dealing with drunk people that now kind of run a little bit of a a little bit of a world in society and uh, we, we either get hate or love. There's nothing in between. There's nothing like, eh, fair enough. There's none of that on the internet. <laughs> so. Oh, not really. Yeah. It's a cutthroat environment. Yeah. I, I read something interesting about younger people, you know, who were born with the internet is mm-hmm. that the way they're referring to it, at least in like schools and stuff now, is that the internet is the real world. Mm-hmm. So like there is no separation. So you have to be careful with what you say and what you do and what you share and so I don't know, man. I, I suppose it is confusing to be a young person and try and separate that because, you know, when we were younger, 
You just had to worry about being cool at your fucking high school. Yeah. Now you could have a million fucking TikTok followers at the age of 12. So I don't know. It's it's, it's, uh, an interesting social experiment. I completely agree. And that's the one thing that I do think is that, yes, there's no way that people aren't growing up a lot faster with the internet and with what they're seeing, you know, things like that. There's no way about that. But I love the fact that you said that they don't, they do think it's the real world. And yeah, that is the generation gap because we're well aware that typing on a computer is not the real world at all. It's like there's, there's a whole thing out there and that might be where it's hard to communicate sometimes with me as a person. Cause I don't, believe that you can buy into that without some sort of like brainwashing type of thing you know right you know but now that we're talking about brainwashing witches guys (laughs) i've seen many movies where witches brainwash the hero or the heroine take them out so we're not going to segue straight into the the film talk but movie wise when it comes to witches what are some of your favorite films that have witchcraft or witches in them um I really like the, I think it's a late 60s, early 70s movie called um, Satan's School for Girls or some shit like that. Beautiful. I've not seen this. Wow. Go, keep going. It's pretty good. Um, I like, you know, the 90s craft. <laughs> I'm still like a sucker for all the, the 90s campy horror weird shit. Um, the Wicker Man, yeah. both of them. Or, I don't know, are there three? I don't know how many of those there are. I love that. I love Midsummer. I thought that was a pretty cool little cult witchy vibe. Newer movie. Uh, and, of course, The Witch. Yeah. Uh, Dude. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's hard to really fuck up a witch movie, man. They're all pretty decent. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, I, I was cool with Midsummer, but I did not like Hereditary. And everybody told me it was amazing. Were you a fan of that film? I liked it because uh, it was... I don't know. I liked that they got a little more into the culty part of like invocation and shit you know like mm. no movies really shown like that a group of people can get together and believe they're raising a demon and show the rituals they, they don't really do that you know it goes straight to the possession so i like that aspect of it and there were a couple of scenes that were like the the piano wire scene you know mm. uh where she cut their head off that was pretty striking but yeah i liked it i like yeah, uh, that dude. What's his name? Ari Aster, something like that. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, Midsummer. I, I w- actually came in kind of negative because I wasn't that big of a fan of Hereditary, and uh, I com- I like Midsummer, dude. He did a great job, and you're right. Visually, I feel like all his effects seem practical, and they just gross me out. And I I'm a huge fan of that behavior um, from filmmakers. So that was excellent. The one the one witch movie that uh um I, I I've seen everything, and I like the original Craft. I never saw the new Craft. Um, I liked that a lot. The two that um, you didn't bring up that I thought were really awesome was Suspiria's remake. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, dude. I thought that was phenomenal. It was so good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was amazing. The, and obviously, the original Suspiria is great, too, but the remake, man, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, man. Tom York on the soundtrack, it was, yeah, it was all really well done in my opinion dude you said it and for everybody that hasn't the radio head tom york did the soundtrack and for anybody that hasn't heard that soundtrack i highly highly recommend it because it is uh, as good as the movie is is amazing but yeah i'm glad you brought that up so that was the one when i was listening to the record i was thinking i'm like dude i think suspiria infected this like a little bit i don't know why <laughs> just maybe because i saw I, that I've recently definitely, 
I've definitely sat through that movie at least five times, which is, you know, it's like a three hour long movie. So, yeah, no, it is, it. but it's, it, dude, it's striking, like you said. And then the only bad witch movie. Now, are you a Blair Witch fan? Not really. Mm, I did like the first Blair Witch. I did not like the remake. I, yeah. I liked the, I, I, get, I got to see the original in, the, uh, in theaters. Mm. So it was hilarious to watch crowd reaction to all the black screen <laughs> people were like yelling about like they were extremely upset that they had the audacity to have like five seconds of nothing you know yeah so that was entertaining I was lucky enough to see it in the theater as well, and I was jumping because people were screaming around me. I'm like, I'm not scared, but they're freaking me out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're looking behind, like, because you don't used to people screaming like full blown, man. So yeah. that one, no good. Lords of Salem, we're gonna say it was no good. If you saw the Rob Zombie one, were you a fan of that? No, I thought it was probably his worst film. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And then this one's a toss up for me. Before we start talking a little bit more of the record. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Go. Yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah. I used, to, I, used to, I used to, like, be too cool, you know? It's like, no, it doesn't have Michael Myers, but, no, it's good. <laughs> the, the masks, everything. I mean, I, I watched that, I think, when it came out when I was really young, so that was pretty fucking creepy, watching the spiders and the snakes come out of the mask, and, yeah, I and, think it's great. And the commercial, dude, I tell you, when I was young, I saw it, and I thought it was trash, Right, I'm, I'm just being honest. And then I revisited it maybe, maybe 10 years ago, maybe longer. And I'm like, wow, I missed this whole thing, dude. It's excellent. You're right, because it just didn't have Michael Myers. And I, I think my, my little mind was like, I can't accept this. I can't accept this. Exactly. Yeah. This is called Halloween for, you know? But uh, yeah, <laughs> people definitely check that out. So let's get back to the record, and then we'll talk some witch movie talk. But, um, you know, you're follow, following up uh, valid, Valediction. Um, what was some of the the mindset going in following up that record? Um, well, I, I the record did really well, mm. like critically, which was weird because it's kind of the first one that I've released that did that well. But I got some some pretty harsh feedback from old, like longtime fans, um, which was I expected it because it's a total departure, like production wise. Uh, I think it just we tried to create a completely different sound with that. And, um, you know, it had more dynamic. It wasn't as, you know, compressed and crushed. Um, so I wanted to like move things still in that direction, but incorporate the older, you know, production values and some of the things that people really liked about like say possessor. So sonically, that's where I started as far as writing the new one goes. And now you did produce, engineer, mix. You, you did everything on on the, on the latest record, guys. Once again, let me remind you guys, Rights of Love and Reverence coming out August 13th, guys. So uh, tell me about that, coming off of Valediction, where you did work with a producer. Um, did you? Is it difficult or is it overwhelming sometimes to have to do all those parts and pieces for yourself? It can be, man, but I'm kind of like a control freak since I started this without you know working with producers. So... Valediction was actually a harder process for me to just kind of let go. Mm. I learned a lot, like on like producing vocals uh, with Jaime while I was doing that while we were working on Valediction. So, I mean, I learned more than that. But as far as what I used on this on Rights of Love and Reverence, it was a lot of the vocal techniques that he used. Oh, nice, dude, nice. And that's probably the hardest part for your ear, though, right? To to the voice to sound the way you wanted to. Um, Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to just like 
let some things go or you'll drive yourself crazy, you know, like overdoing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause yeah, with the instruments, you can make it sound boom, but the voice there's, there's gotta be ups and downs. I do like that. So, um, now most of the time when you're writing songs, um, for this record, what instrument did you start with? Uh, when you're writing a track, because I know a lot of the stuff you do, you do organically, so you kind of let it take you where it's got to go. But what what instrument do you usually like to jump to first when you're writing a track? I usually start with like just a synth bass line mm. and a, a basic drum beat. But on the new record, it's got you know quite a bit of guitar compared to the older stuff, which had none. Uh, and so I started with guitar on like a fleeting whisper and you know any of the guitar tracks. I kind of just started with the guitar, and I used the bass guitar a lot more to come up with riffs and i have a piano that i inherited from my grandmother that uh i used a lot with coming up with like the arpeggio lines and things like that so inherited from your grandmother so this piano's got lots of years on it am i allowed to say oh that? yeah oh. it was like my it was like my mother's i think when she was a kid nice and i didn't really inherit it she died and i took it so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the passing, but that is an inheritance, technically. I think. <laughs> technically, yeah. Yeah, technically. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't willed to. Me. It wasn't willed to. I got you, but like otherwise, it would have been gone to some place that would have got no use, right? Yeah, most likely. So you're nobody keep- else in my family is musical at all. There you go. So you're keeping the music alive. That's <laughs> so that that was meant to be. That's what I call fate, people. Inheritance. A little bit, <laughs> but that's cool. So, did you have to get it retuned or anything like that, or did you just play it straight off how how it was when you got it? Dude, it's it's pretty out of tune, no but um, it's close enough that I can still um, work out like simple melodies on it. I don't do any. I'm not a virtuoso or anything on any instrument, but um, you know, as far as coming up with simple lead lines and uh, chords that work well together, it still works. Nice, dude. Me, I was a huge fan of the last record, Valediction. Um, and so this one, when I got it, you know, and I got it really early, which is fantastic, um, I really loved everything that it sounded. The direction, the theme, like I said, it's just cinematic in so many ways. And I feel like both the last two records completely sound different, but they, they are signature still yours. And I think that's difficult for an artist within a few years to jump through. Um do you feel that confidence in the way that you can present your music differently comes from the time frame or the period, or is it just because you're always working on stuff? Um, it's probably a bit of both, but definitely, you know, when we were younger, you had, you had no idea what the, what your favorite band's next record was going to sound like. And people were a little bit more adventurous, um, back then, I guess. I don't know why, but, um, so I've I've always kind of been that way with music as well. Plus, I just change a lot uh, in my personal life. So that's going to feed into my creativity and all that stuff as well. So it happens naturally. Uh, I'm just kind of progressive with everything. I'm just always moving forward, trying not to get stagnant. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I, I Can you imagine doing the same music you did when you were 22 now? No. I mean, just think about that. You're like, who is that guy? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so some people pull it off, man. It's crazy. But uh, I, And that's a great point, that music was a lot more adventurous, and there was a lot more money being thrown at records and trust in artists. Um, that's where I feel the internet comes in as a negative, because I think that anybody that takes a chance, they immediately without even people really diving into an album or a movie, it gets attacked, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that does give 
certain people reservations because a lot of times people read comments before they even hear the music. Did you ever experience that as an artist? It's odd, man, because now that I'm on Century Media, when they post on their YouTube, you know, there's a little bit of trash that gets talked because it's a few like staunch, you know, metal listeners that Mm. they're, they're definitely not down. I think they may listen to like five seconds of it and they're like, this is trash. So. And then they write something. That's the crazy. Let me imprint something that people worked. Yeah, that's what I mean by real world, fake world. We, we're we're going to have that dynamic for a long, a long hot minute. So, seems that way. Yeah. Unfortunately, man. I I am positive. I am optimistic about things. I do think that the majority is fed up with what we dealt with, as far as the the inter, inner turmoil, and that a lot of us as individuals are going to just change our ourselves to make sure we're making people not feel that way i feel that now i don't see it yet but yeah in the real world not the fake world i see it every day i really do i see a lot of yeah. people being accommodating a lot of people being nice i don't see that aggro-ness that i did see growing up with people a lot of people would take their anger out in the streets back in the day but now it's like because they have the internet i guess they don't have to um yeah that's a good point but the, 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 the COVID year was tough for a lot of people, um, and uh, especially artists and stuff like that. You um, did create a whole record, so but was it difficult for you that you could not tour for quite some time? Um, it was a nice break, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until like about a month ago, I was totally cool with it. I'm ready to play now. Um, but it was kind of nice to... It was nice and terrifying to not know when things were going to come back. You know, like, it gave me a lot of space to be alone to create music, which was good. Once the album was done, I was like, fucking, what am I doing? What am I doing with my, you know, it's like, I go through these weird days where I'd just be like, this, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. Like, you know what I mean? Just the boredom, just crushing at points. Uh, Yes, I think, because we move so fast, man. To slow us down, it's it's it sounds like it's a good thing, but like it, our our lives move it at a pace, you know, and you can't slow that pace. Like if you read right now, I think if you read books, I think you're good. But if you don't, you can't just make people start reading books. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like their pace will be <laughs> off. Like, I can't focus. I got this. Like it's 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 just a uh, it's it's all gradual. So one more time, I want to tell everybody before we get to our final question, and that's going to be. Uh, me and you creating a witch movie, which is going to happen right now. Uh, guys, Rights of Love and Reverence. Love this record. Love it. Make sure you're putting your ear, ears on it. It's from Ghost, obviously, and it's coming out August 13th. So, let's go. We're going to create a witch movie. You said some of your favorite movies were The Craft, which I do love. The original. I did not see the remake, so I don't want to say that because I know some people will be like, what are you talking about? That just came out and it was bad. No. Original. Um and the wicker man and stuff like that so if we do just like a three-act structure part one part two part three the ending which movie start me off what do you think Mm, i think it should be modern i do too Too many too many witch period pieces should we do no salem shit nothing it can't happen in salem (laughs) good call i mean uh so yeah modern Younger people, I would say like yeah, like twenty, twenty somethings, twenty something women, woman, something. Should we use the media brainwashing thing that I brought up earlier? That's not bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but like from what angle? Like that's a, that's a trick. It, should it be like a social media angle or should it be like a news channel angle? 
uh, I guess for sake of like um, satanic panic type sound bites, maybe TV. TV. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I think that we should do like a, a brand new streaming service that a young bunch of witches are creating to sell to people and they're doing like a spell on them. What do you think? Okay. You good? That's good. Yes, yeah. I think that's good too. So we're going to name this streaming service. Uh, I want to do it off a name of a song on the record. Which song? Uh, Coven. Coven. <laughs> I would I would actually buy Coven and be like, horror movies are all there, I'm doing it. <laughs> right? so, yeah, for sure. That's perfect. So there's going to be a streaming service called Coven. All right, And we're going to have a, we have to have one witch with a heart of gold, and then we have to have an evil kind of witch that wants to just kill the world. Do you agree with this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's part one. We already know that the good girl, she's just joined the coven. She's got all the good ideas, but the person with the money, that's the bad witch. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we get into the conflict. All right. So we're going to say, let's see, what can the conflict be? Hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> It could be it could be political where people are trying it's to gotta it's got to be right that's it's modern yeah. times we're talking about so it's got to be the evil politics versus the good politics you people decide what that is we're not going to tell you but <laughs> it's, 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 it's old witchcraft versus versus new witchcraft ah I like that yes the older conservative versus the newer liberal yes and it's both <laughs> do that think about that that's a, this is the perfect analogy right. Um, for good versus evil and everything we're talking about. Um, so that's perfect. So now um, that's going to be the conflict, and that's going to be the programming. So let's just say the, 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 the good side loses, and now the programming has all the people that are on the streaming service, and we're going to say it's billions. It's like, it's like an end-of-the-world thing. You know, like every other Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, we're dealing with one right here in our movie. The end of the world. You good with that? Yeah. I'm perfect. All right. So now we have to have somehow the good team to unbrainwash all the people to stop thinking what they've been watching for, let's just say, four years. Sounds good. Mm. Okay. How? Why? How, how do we do that? How do we change? How do we wipe everybody's experiences and minds from, from consuming something for four years to start over? Is it got to be a spell, or do they have to see something real? Maybe like a public spectacle that's also a spell that you don't realize is a spell. Yes, I like because, that. I mean, the whole the whole streaming service, I guess, up until this point was a, a a bad spell. Yes, and then it's like they're they're streaming something where people gather, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna, and then oh wow, that's that that actually works perfect for our whole thing because now it's in real life. You're like, whoa, this is real, and they're away from their devices. Okay, okay, <laughs> I like that. And then the good witch kills the bad witch in a public spectacle, and everybody's excited. That's that's a bad ending, actually. That's the opposite of what we probably want. I don't yeah, know. Like, <laughs> sorry. Well, well, maybe maybe a little bit more of like there's some hope before. All hope is lost. Should we have a killing? Because I'm thinking at the end of the, the uh, spoiler alert, the end of the latest Suspiria is like super violent. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give anything else out. But I don't think we can end this movie that we're doing with super violence, right? Even though I want to just because I like it. But we can't do that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, 
I mean, I don't care. Thanks <laughs> for a better movie. I, I'm with you. So we got to end it with shock value, super violence. That's a, that's a staple for modern day horror films where everybody's like, oh my God, what am I watching? We're, you're right. But we have to somehow do it in a good way. And so we have to prove that everyone was brainwashed and their minds were completely false. And then the good witch steps up and, and just super violence, like all the bad witches or, and people or just the witches. Um, and we need a budget if we're, if we're going to get all the bad people. Yeah. We, let's just go with the bad witches and the bad people have to figure it out. <laughs> Maybe, you know, we could tie in some, like, since we're talking politics, we could tie in some like DC, um, What's that uh, Freemason shit? You can have them invested. I'm good with this. I am good with this. That way we could do like, because I'm trying to think how we're going to make the something feminine about what happens as far as the good witch goes. Something maybe involving the, um, the Washington Monument because <laughs> it's so phallic. That's a good call. I like that. I think this should happen there. That's now the location. Is that the Washington Mine with the, I, don't, I almost called it a river, with the pool in front of it. <laughs> Not the river, guys. But, uh, yeah, the pool, the pool of reflection. There's a, a good, uh, that's, a, that's a great place to have a scene, some witchy shit, some walking on water, something. Yes. Dude, that's Maybe that, that's the awakening, some like Christ-like shit on the pool of reflection. And then everybody snaps out of it because this is movies and that's how easy it is in movies. In real life, it's harder. But everybody just snaps out of it. Coven, the streaming service, goes away. It doesn't become some sort of phenom. It just goes away because it, it brainwashed everybody for a while. You good with that? Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody learned a hard lesson and realized what they did wrong the last four years and said, hey, the mantra is of life is to love everyone and trust a few, not hate everyone and trust. Yeah. Everyone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, yeah. that's uh we can, we could use that at dialogue, but that my friend, that is that better than our slasher film from a couple of years back? I feel like it might be, it's a little more grandiose, you know, like I we're going to need several million dollars to pull this off. I, I, we completely right. But our slasher film was a hit and that was like $1 million and we got like 50 million. So, we're good. We can waste it on this. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Now, will people watch this in modern times? That answer, I don't know. But I don't know. It's, it's not about that. It's just about getting it out there and giving them the right tools to think for themselves. And, uh, well, quite frankly, we did that on a podcast. <laughs> yep. So take that, world. So <laughs> with that, dude, I, I love it. You're the only guy I do this in interviews with. I hope you know that. This isn't like, hey, the next guy I'm doing like an action movie with. It doesn't happen. <laughs> <All right>? so, <laughs> no, I like it, dude. It's so, like, we should just run with this. You know, if I keep making music, just keep fucking making movies. Maybe we can actually make a movie one day. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep running with it. Every, that's why I asked him. Like, I hope he remembers that interview because I want to keep this as a, a next album. I want to do another one. based on the record and stuff like that it's fun dude come on people every interviewer you know how many interviews you do that we all ask the same questions you know I do it too I I know it's hard it's hard to be the interviewer so to have an original interviewee it's great so with that always a pleasure man thank you so much dude for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast of course man thank you for having me
Metal Sucks Podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. And we are back. First song you heard, both tracks off the new album, Rites of Love and Reverence. It's coming out August 13th. First track is Coven. Second, Bound by the Horror. Make sure you guys are picking up the record. I'm a big fan of it. It's awesome, dude. It's coming out August 13th. Third song you guys heard is from a band called Wizard Throne. They put out a record a little while back. That record is called Hypercube Necro Dimensions. It's out right now. The track you heard, Black Hole Quantum Therodynamics. Guys, they're having fun. It's a great little band. Check out the record. Once again, Wizard Thrones, Hypercube, Necro Dimensions is out right now. With that, I want to thank everybody out there. Hey, if you guys got something to comment on, 
rise to offend at gmail.com. That is the email address we check and we will respond to you and uh, debate you in any way, shape or form you want with this stuff. So, um, but what we're looking for guys, for our listeners out there is just a five-star review on Apple iTunes. If you guys take the time to listen to the show, enjoy the interviews, music, anything banter, please go over to Apple iTunes, hit up five-star review on the good old iTunes. And, and we want to thank everybody for supporting our other podcast, Rise to Offend, our documentary discussion podcast. Uh, guys, you guys are the best. Chuck Schuldiner, I've started editing. It will 90, I'm going to say 99% happen this week, yes. part three. Hell yeah. Episode 400 yeah. of Rise to Offend will drop this week. Episode 400 of Metal Sucks will drop. Uh, are next we going to get a cake? So let's talk about, hey, hey, listeners out there, let's talk about 800 episodes of podcasts for these kids here in the room. Uh, that's, that's, that's a success. So give us a five star for that. We pulled it off. It's not as easy as you think. Anybody, any podcasters out there? Get to 800. What's up? Are we going to get a cake? I, I, you totally flew by that. I, I, no, I heard that. Yeah, you heard it and, and you ignored it. Like we weren't going to get a cake. I thought you meant, are they going to give us a cake? No, I'm six. just saying, are, I, I don't care. Are we going to get a fucking so, cake? So on episode 400, we bring a cake. We can eat cake and talk yeah. about our, our, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll talk about our memories <laughs> of doing up to that milestone here on Metal Sucks. That might be decent. That'd be fun. Ah, you know hey. what? You're welcome. Hey. hey. Yeah. Bring some positivity. Every, and, and like I said, Chuck and Godless did the first 170, <laughs> and then we took it from there. Yeah. So there is uh, technically four people, five, six. Six people have done this podcast and mm-hmm. made 400 episodes happen, mm-hmm. which is, uh, that's not a lot. Not a lot. Most podcasts get through people faster than that. Well, there you go. <laughs> there we, you go. We, we, we all have love for all of us. All, all, there's nothing but love for the, that, that group of people that we just mentioned. So anyways, with that, my friends, until next week, 400 episodes is going to happen. We'll see you then. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.